0: Love Language, a podcast designed for Christian discipleship, with emphasis on developing our relationship and fellowship with God. Now, here is our host, Joe Enlow. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Deanna, for that wonderful introduction. I am Joe Enlow, and this is our podcast, God's Love Language, with Joe and Lowe. So greetings and welcome back. This is episode 21, and it's also the beginning of our adventure into the meat of my future book entitled God's Purpose for the Family. It was first discussed, the book was first discussed in depth in episode 9, although I've introduced it before that, and I would encourage you to listen to that episode if you have not previously done so. As I mentioned in that episode, my book and the teachings in this podcast will help develop your faith by experiencing the successful navigation of the basics of life God provided through family dynamics. I got this from my experience as a marriage and family therapist in the school, a licensed specialist in school psychology in Texas or a school psychologist in other states, plus being an instructor at the college level for 10 years. You can quote me on this part. The building blocks needed to be a successful Christian and human could and should be learned in your familial interactions and experience as you develop from infant into an adult. Then you'll be able to raise a family of your own that will do even better than you and your spouse together. It just goes from glory to glory. So why is the family so important, Joe? And how do we influence our children to continue our legacy, a legacy that brings glory to God? Think about some famous athletes from your younger years in any sport. Is it hardly a coincidence that some of today's great athletes are children or grandchildren of those legends? This occurs in all sports and occupations, for that matter. It could even be said for famous preachers. The point is that one generation can pass on the interest, the passion, the knowledge, and the discipline, not to mention the God-given talent, to the next generation. It is true in the physical world as well as the spiritual world. The Bible is full of that in the Old Testament where the people were created for certain things. God made them. They fashioned things out of gold, knew how to sew, knew how to make colors, Whatever the case was, and it was passed on to generation to generation. Technically speaking, each successive generation should be getting better at what they do, what the blessing is, what the calling is on each particular family. It has been said that our freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You've seen this on TV. That same can be said for the Christian faith. There are cultures in the Western world, the present time, that have seen a progressive decline in spiritual nurture over three generations to such an extent that these cultures, which were previously strongholds of the faith, are now post-Christian societies. It's a, uh, to bring it back. Now, the answer to this situation is for individuals to produce Christian families devoted to the work and mission of God. That is why each person is born with a mission, a calling to do his or her part in the plan of God to bring this world back to him, to himself. God could do it with a breath and a command, but that would be against the will of the people, or excuse me, that would be against the will of God and the will of the people. So now... We must bring it about by putting aside our will to do the will of God, just as Jesus did, bring honor and glory to God. Obviously, this would work better if you were raised by devoted Christian parents and extended family, right? We will assume that you were not, or that your primary caregivers lack some of the attributes of a totally committed Christian. This is where you come in. We will start all over with you. You are our representative, Adam or Eve, and you get to start anew. You are the individual that will become the committed Christian, prepare oneself for God's commission, and then have a marriage and family devoted to God. Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back. It's never too late to start a new life. We've talked about that before. If sin would not have entered the world, it would have been easier to raise a family, but at least God's way. But God provided a way because he knew what would happen. In fact, I would argue that it was by plan so that we could learn to overcome the knowledge of evil. We must learn to fight the temptations of our will when it tries to take us down the wrong path, that sinful greed and selfish voice of the sinful nature. Remember, the first command given in Genesis to men was to be fruitful and multiply. Being fruitful means to produce more of your kind, more images of God, more Christ-like humans. I will show that the interaction within all five of the basic relationships independently and all five of the basic relationships synergistically are the keys to one successfully navigating any situation you may experience as an individual and two, to transforming into the human God called you to be here on earth. As a warning, I will discuss sex briefly in this episode. Not graphically, but in general. Just needed to give you a heads up in case there are some little ones within earshot. All right, those five basic relationships that you're talking about, Joe, what are they? In order of appearance in the Bible, they are, number one, the individual Adam. Number Two, the couple, Adam and Eve, number three, they became parents, four, they had a child, Cain, and then five was a sibling, Abel, Cain and Abel. In episode nine, we talked about how it might have looked if sin would never entered the world, and then talked about how we need to navigate through the world we do live in God made it so that we learn to love each other and him as well as become like Jesus through the dynamics associated with growing up in a Christian family, including relationships and fellowship, and then taking all that we have learned and applying it to a family of our own. The family is where we learn to be faithful and obedient to each other and to God. We do this by being obedient and faithful to God's most basic institution, the family. As I've said in past podcasts, God does not need mankind to accomplish his desires, but he so desires to share his love and leadership that he created a family in heaven and one on earth to allow them to exercise dominion with him in each realm respectively. All this was done by giving his family members on earth free choice or free will. Because true love demands that we have choices, God knew that we could possibly go astray, and so he had a plan of redemption redemption, that was enacted. Nothing catches him by surprise. The good news is that we can still rule and reign with him on earth if we accept the saving act of his son, Jesus, and then seek to become like the example that Jesus set for us here on earth. In fact, if you look at the end of the story in Revelation, we set up a new earth and our heavenly city comes down here. Jesus was both God incarnate and man here on earth. But while here, he only operated within the, his human realm. There is not one recorded miracle of Jesus until after he was baptized by John and filled with the Holy Spirit. If Jesus had operated here on earth as God, that would have negated his sacrifice. It had to be made by a human just as your original sin was made by a human. If the sacrifice didn't need to be a sinless human, then it could have been done another way by God. It took a sinless man to sin and a sinless man to redeem us from sin. That is why he came down in human form. And as the word tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 and Romans 5, Paul refers to Christ as both the last Adam and the second human. Adam was a life, excuse me, Adam was a living being Christ is a life-giving spirit. Adam brought sin and death. Christ brings justification, resurrection, and life. Adam was from the earth's dust. Christ is from heaven, but human through his mother. In these comparisons, Christ is not merely an equal to Adam. Christ brings much more than an antidote for the sin and death brought on by Adam. He brings an abundance of life-giving grace and righteousness. And because he overcame as a human with spiritual help, like with the Holy Spirit, like we have, we can transform, we can renew ourselves, we can regenerate into Christ-likeness as human followers, God-imagers. This is what the scriptures are all about. This is all summed up in the God's love language, which is obedience. We must accomplish this under our free will, making our own decision so that there is no excuse and no misunderstanding of the consequences either way. All my podcasts up to this point have been geared towards helping you find a deeper walk with God, to help you become more like Jesus. The very first relationship God had with a human was the individual, Adam. Adam was sinless. And an imager of God, he was probably the most intelligent human to have ever lived. He named the animals, and that took a complete understanding of creation as well as the order and function of life. He also had direct communication with God in the, in the Godhead. Any questions could have been answered directly. If you are listening to this podcast as an adult living on your own, then you are really primed and ready to start this adventure. However, if you are working on your relationship with God as a married person, or you're still at home with parents, this is still applicable to you. We need everybody to catch and go for a ride with us. The object of fulfilling your destiny as a Christian individual is to become as Christ-like as humanly possible with the help of the Holy Spirit and then find a spouse that has done likewise and then to go and do the command of being fruitful and multiplying. Now, I know some of you will be saying, what about I want to get married? Well, that's okay also. Paul was not married, and he believed that it was best not to get married. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, he talked about that. There are so many concerns and distractions when one has a spouse and children. Paul was concerned that it would distract you from your devotion to God. You see how devotion to God was actually the primary concern of him. Let me say something about being single, though. Paul also said if you can't control your sexual urges, that you should get married, because not everyone is called to be a virgin. In fact, I would argue that 99%, at least, of people are called to get married and raise a family. After all, that was the initial calling for humans. Being single does not mean you can sleep around, though, and have sex with whomever you please. Sex outside of marriage is still a sin, no matter what the current societal norm is. I'm sorry to inform you. With selfish desire and wants at its core, sex is off-limits for single Christians. Even if you're living with a person or engaged to them, lack of sex will not kill you. It is a natural urging, yes, but... The rewards, including the possible hatred of it if you're abused, are a conditioned response, depending on your experience. That is why you should only have experience with your one mate. Otherwise, your experiences can cause you problems with lust and adultery later on. Some would argue that sexual desire is what drives the world and interactions among sinful people think that sex makes the world go round and that people act according to what they think about it. You see it in Hollywood all the time. You must be careful out there. If this is difficult for you to grasp, don't focus on it. Just get closer to God. Be more Christ-like in behavior and your behavior, and God will eventually change you inside. He will change all your sinful behaviors if you give them up to him. Just because our current society says it's okay doesn't mean God changed his mind. God's word and truth transcend time and societal norms. God doesn't change. Societies and cultures do. Learning to control your urges is part of the development you must go through to become more like Jesus. If you say, I cannot live without sex or it's too late to change now, then what you're really saying is you do not want to live without sex, and you will not give God this part of your life. That's what you're really saying, because you can change. That is why learning to control your urges should be learned at an early age. Those who became Christians later in life who have sexual experience will find it hard to abstain as a rule. Your mind and body must be renewed. See my previous episode on that renewing of the mind. The primary sex organ is the brain. Researchers say sex is 80% mental, with knowledge and experiences leading the way in this area. I would argue that more Christians have fallen to lust and sexual addiction than any other sin. It can be devastating to a family or an individual trying to follow Jesus. Now, we're beginning our adventure by talking about the individual. Hopefully, it is a life of glory. The biblical view of our purpose as an individual is plain and simple. We are here to live a life that will glorify God. This truth is first revealed in the Old Testament through the Ten Commandments and the Law, then elevated by Jesus in the New Testament, and then confirmed by the apostles through the Word of God. Jesus set the example and professed his purpose was to glorify the Father. He also said he did nothing except what the Father said to do. If your purpose does not involve God, then is there any purpose at all? There's a desert full of what we think could be a purpose out there. You may try to find yourselves or try to find your purpose in material things, maybe sex, maybe business, money, etc., but it must ultimately be focused on God, or you will never be totally happy and content with it. God created us to have fellowship with Him and glorify Him in all we do. Anything less falls short. It is not about you. Our purpose is to glorify God. What does that mean? To glorify something is to consider something because of its Weightiness, His weightiness. He is the most significant person in the world because of whom He is. He deserves our respect. Creation declares the significance of God. Look around you. His significance is on display in nature. The heavens declare the significance of God, and the firmament shows off His handiwork. The significance of God is as vast as the ocean. God's glory is the presentation of His revelation to be the type of individual God wants and the one needed to produce a godly family and marriage God's character traits are what we need to be or what we need to replicate love mercy etc those we've talked about those in previous a previous podcasts those things ha- that have been translated to you and me we should be image bearers of God carry his image and character just like you know We are designed to do this, just like we are with our physical mom and dad. We, we bear their image. We are a reflection of our earthly parents in our physical. We should be a reflection of our spiritual parent, God. Remember how you make gestures like your parent, how people see you, your father in you or your mother? We were designed to house the character of God so that people see the father in us. His glory is on display in His best creation, which is us. Our role in God's glory is this. We are His image bearer so that others might come to know Him through salvation. As we continue to glorify Him, we work out our sanctification. We make the invisible kingdom of God visible to others. Is God's glory safe in your hands? We have been designed to be Jesus Christ to the world. Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. This brings us to the end of part one on the individual. Next month, when we, we will continue by providing a battle plan to help you become the individual God wants. One that can become a spiritual leader and teacher to his or her family And in case you have not realized it yet, all my previous episodes in this podcast have been geared toward teaching you how to become the Christian God wants you to be, that individual. That is our purpose here. I would encourage you to go back and listen to our podcasts and begin a new work in yourself. Until then, may God bless you and keep you. May all that you do bring glory to God and solidify your relationship with Him. Blessings. Thank you for listening to today's teaching. If you would like more information about our podcast and subject matter, or if you would like to leave a comment, go to godslovelanguage.com or you may email joe at jnlo at godslovelanguage.com.